Have you ever dreamed of defecting to North Korea? No. Wow, that's really loud. It is really loud. I think someone's mowing the lawn. Yeah. It's really annoying. <laughs> Why do they have to cut it now? I don't know, babes. Ugh. Or maybe someone's manicuring our lawn. I don't know, but it's really annoying. <laughs> uh, I, I don't like that. Anyway, uh, no, I have not dreamed about defecting to North Korea. Why? I like this YouTube channel. I think we've talked about it before that a man named Simon hosts. That is really loud. Yeah, it is. And he does a couple of different YouTube channels. One of them is this biography one, though. Mm -hmm. And I just watched most of the video when you were in the shower uh -huh. of... Yeah, that is really loud. Yeah. A guy from the U.S. military who defected to North Korea in the early 1960s. Why? Why? They said that he grew up poor. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm distracted. <laughs> it's so loud. That's something we, that's out of our control, believe me. Yes. It is out of our control. We did not cause the, the person to mow the lawn or whatever. That's okay. It's very loud. Anyway. <laughs> the sound on this one is not going to be great. No. You can hear that in the background. What is that? Or did you get comments like, what was going on in the background? Oh my goodness. Well, we already said what was. I know. Yes. But it, for those who won't know what that is. Anyway. <laughs> um, okay, so he defected to North Korea in the 1960s. Yeah, he came from a very poor family. I guess he claimed he was a, illiterate for a lot of his life. Wow. And I think his name was like Dresden, James Dresden, I want to say. And, and he grew up in America. Yes. Okay. He joins the army because Dresden thinks that he can get some stability. Uh -huh. Doesn't like it. Mm -hmm. Has a habit of going to a lot of hookers in South Korea when he's stationed there. Oh, wow. And gets in an argument with his superior officers and decides to defect to North Korea. Oh, wow. Apparently, he's not the only one. A couple other soldiers had done this before Dresden did. Wow. And, you know, as I'm listening to this, I'm not sure what's going to be the case with this guy. Are they going to kill him? But they ended up treating them like celebrities. Treating him like a celebrity? Him and the other soldiers who defected to North Korea. So so the soldiers in his platoon went with no, him? No, it was just people, other people who were stationed out in that area who had defected really? over time. Yeah, there's like four of them, including him. And oh, that's interesting. At first it was tough because if they walked down the street, people would look at them yeah. and, you know, mutter stuff under their breath. Uh-huh. So... They make a plan mm -hmm. to go to the Russian embassy in Pyongyang. And they're thinking, well, we're going to run into other white people, so they're going to be sympathetic even though they're representing, you know, the motherland. Okay. But they turn them into the North Korean authorities, mm -hmm. which is usually not what you want to happen. No, because it's like 12 years of hard labor. That's like the minimum. Or, or even for the rest of your life. But <laughs> that's today. This was back in the 60s. Yeah, okay. And according to accounts, they weren't punished at all. Like, if anything, the North Koreans wanted to make them happy for whatever reason. That is so odd. So. Really odd. They give them a mansion mm -hmm. and a personal driver who goes out and gets groceries for them. Whoa. Time goes by. They're sharing stories about what it was like being in America. Mm -hmm. And in the 1970s. Was the other Kim dude who took over from Kim his Jong Un or Kim Jong Il? One of them, yeah, the the older one, Kim Jong Il. Yeah, wanted to become a film director. Right. Okay, so 
he goes to these four gentlemen and says, we need villains and we obviously hate America. <laughs> so you guys are going to become actors. Wow. They do. For their propaganda movies. Exactly. Wow. They do that and become these huge stars, respected by everybody, and they're considered like the upper echelon of North Korean culture. That's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Dresden meets some girl who it's a little unclear whether or not she was kidnapped from her home country or not. Mm-hmm. And they talk about one of the old other soldiers met somebody from Bangkok, Thailand, mm-hmm. who was just randomly kidnapped one day. Oh, wow. Yeah, and brought to North Korea. But wow. he falls in love, they get married, have a couple kids, uh-huh. and he sends their kids off to Pongyang to get educated. And he, after the films, he becomes a teacher in the 1980s. And that's where I'm at in the story. And what book is it? No, I'm, or, I, I, I'm I not told book, you. But the, um, it, and what was the name of the channel? I think it's called Biography something. Wow. I'll give it to you the next time. That's uh, that's crazy. Yeah. Me. Why would, I mean, I'm thinking to myself, why would anybody want to defect to North Korea at I, all? I believe they briefly mention him in the book Escape from Camp 14. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. It's an interesting story, though. It is. Wow. But you got to understand, too, in the early 1960s, and I knew this before the video, but they do touch on it. Mm-hmm. North Korea was doing a little bit better than South Korea financially. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, really? now it's completely reversed. It is reversed. But they were getting a lot of aid from Russia. North Korea was? Yeah. Wow, okay. That's why they had the embassy in oh, Pyongyang. in Pyongyang. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is, uh, that's crazy. It is. Me. That's, uh, wow. And now no one would even think about defecting to North Korea. I hope not. You would be insane to do that now, especially as an American. I know. Exactly. Exactly. But there are a lot of crazy people around the world. I guess. I wouldn't even do... I wouldn't even be a tourist in North Korea because I don't know if I was. I would be able to make it alive. Make it out alive. Yeah, because they said that if you do anything, like if a pamphlet accidentally falls over, if you, like, you know, rub up against it like while you're walking somewhere... You could get 12 years hard labor if you're an American citizen in North Korea for that. Wow. Think of how crazy that is. But what if you're not North Korean, uh, you're not a Korean period, and you escape North Korea, then what happens to your family? Well, if you're not North Korean, you mean you've been living there for a while and you're, you have... No, 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 no. Like, if you, if you were caught, but you found, you found a way to escape to yeah. your country, right? Yeah. What happens? How... Would they be able to find you? No, they don't have the power like that. And okay. They don't have... Um, so, like, if I'm an American and yeah. I escape, they can't do anything about it. That's what I thought. Yeah, they can't touch you because we don't have regular relations with North Korea. That's true, right. So so that would be a, a legitimate escape. But if they were a Korean person living in North Korea and they escaped and their family... Um, it's like, uh, and then their, their their family gets hard labor. Well, define Korean because South Korean doesn't have any treaties with them. So if you okay. were like a South Korean kid who's like, I want to go over to North Korea, and mm-hmm. then you escape, South Korea isn't going to deport your family. No, that's true. Yeah. That is true. Or, or you're saying North Korea won't. Well, they won't, North Korea won't be able to because you need... Uh, a treaty with a country that says okay. you can do that. Well, I guess if you're really specific, like if you're a North Korean citizen. 
if you if you were actually born in North Korea and you um, you defected from North Korea, then your family. Uh, oh, your family yeah. screwed them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but they're not going to send you back. Yeah, maybe Russia would. I don't know because they have treaties with North Korea, but I don't, and possibly China. But uh-huh. I'm not even sure about in those cases. Wow. Yeah. By the way, it's crazy what's going on in Russia. Now they're saying, you know how their economy was starting to come back after we put those sanctions? Now they're saying it's crashing again because there's not enough men to keep the businesses open. Because they're drafting everybody. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah, because, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. And they're saying that China and India are fed up with what's going on now because it's... It's not a good look. So they're backing slowly, you know, taking their support away from Russia. Wow. They're not doing even, even China? Yeah, they're not doing a full force, but they're starting to experiment with that. I would I would think that because China is another um dictatorship, then that they would back up Russia, but I guess not. Well, and we've right? discussed this before. They are to some extent. But they're starting to slowly remove their support. Like, she has started to be a little bit critical of Putin in speeches. And, again, I know we've mentioned this before, but some of the speculation was one of the reasons China was supportive of Russia, besides for just being a communist state, but of them going into Ukraine, was because they wanted to see what the global reaction would be if they went into Taiwan. Okay. Huh. And they saw the, how things went for Russia on the global stage, and it ain't going good. No, apparently not. I mean, it, it was it, it was a debacle from the beginning. It was. Um, but it's just uh, getting worse for them. It is. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know why Putin hasn't already been removed because he's not doing good himself. Who knows? Who knows? I've been wrong a lot. I do think it's just a matter of time before that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. But we'll see. Did you hear? You, probably not because it happened, I think, last night or early this morning. Huh? The new prime minister of England was forced to resign. Liz Truss? Yeah. Why? Because she introduced some tax bill that was, like, heavily slanted to the rich and you know how we're going through a recession right now? Yeah. In London, it's apparently a lot worse. I would imagine. And a lot people worse. in her party were starting to turn on her. She had an 8% approval rating. Really? I, I, because I thought she was making some strides. No, according to Breaking Points, her approval rating was 8%. So I, have, I have to look at, I'll have to look. I, I have not heard about this yet. You're the first person who told me. Yeah. But I'm sure it I'll literally be just about happened. It. I'm sure I'll be hearing about it. During the week. Sagar from Breaking Points was saying that some website mm-hmm. had a contest to see what would last longer, a piece of lettuce or Liz Truss. And the piece of lettuce won because she was only in office for six weeks as a prime minister. Huh. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I'm sure the plot will thicken this week. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the plot will think it this week. Yes, yes. So yes. we we've got a lot to talk about. We do. We uh, let's start with what happened uh, earlier yesterday evening. Earlier yesterday evening. Yes. I left my apartment. As did I. Yes. Not mine. Yours. You left yours. I left mine. 
That's what I've said. I had on a hat. And it, and like a couple minutes after I left, the sun started to go away. So I didn't really need the hat. But I didn't know that at the time. Right. Okay. That was a good story. Anyways. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> we meet downtown because I got us tickets to go and see Neon Union perform. Yep. And these were free tickets. Yep. So I wasn't really, excuse me too familiar with their music i've heard one of their songs but uh-huh. they only have one on streaming right now i think okay i never heard any of it i, I might have heard one of them but i didn't even know it was them so that's possible yeah it's po- definitely possible we go to the pnc studios which used to be bloodworks live yep and we're one of the first people there we get in the conversation with the guy in front of us in line he seemed really nice yeah he seemed super nice yeah Go inside. You didn't want anything to drink. Tomorrow we might get something to drink. And you didn't either. Yeah, tomorrow we might get some um, 7-Up or something. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Because we're going back. But for now, we sat down, just kind of chilling, talking about life. And then the music starts. They come out. Yep. They did a longer set than I think I've seen there. Yeah, it was a little bit past, a little bit past 30 minutes. And I like that too. I did too. Because the the last group that we saw actually got up to 30 minutes. Metric. Metric, yeah. But they were good, too. Yeah. I would have loved to have met them. Yeah, but also with Metric, too, they, allo- they arrived there a little bit late. That's true. So they had to kind of keep it a little bit. They only did four songs, Metric. And I think I, they did, yeah. I think Neon Union did like six or seven songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was it was really good concert. Then at the end of it, and I knew this was coming, they said, okay, we're going to do a meet and greet so you can take photos. Yep. You and I are, are like the second people in line. Also, it wasn't that packed. I expected a lot more people there. I was really glad that it wasn't that packed. Mm-hmm. Because when we went to go see Echo Smith, it w- there was a little bit more a little bit uh, more people than there. Yeah. And it was a little bit confusing when we took pictures because... We we took individual pictures with them. Yeah, and I thought about it in retrospect. Why don't we just do it together? And it worked out really well. Um, the guys were super nice. Super nice. Leo and Andrew both introduced themselves to us. We shake their hands. I said, this is little J-Lo. No, he never said that. I you, should have. You, you, no. Because, well, Leo would know that. How, what do you mean? Because he worked with the other J-Lo. Yeah, but he know, you could explain to him that there's some people who are actually named J-Lo, like you. I didn't want to go into that. Okay. I just wanted to meet them and take pictures. <laughs> I, I, they, they had other people to, to take photos with. That's true. It was super fun, though. Yeah, they were super nice. They yeah. Were very nice. I couldn't believe it when... Um, so Leo is, is, is more famous than we thought. He was the music director for Pitbull when Pitbull used to do live shows. I guess he still does, but, yeah. you know, back in the day. And he worked with Jennifer Lopez, as you said, in Lauren Hill. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the way that they got together was really cool. Um, the, Through a guy named Jimmy Allen, who I'm not, I'm not familiar they with. They said that he's part of Rascal Flats. And we discussed... Uh, no, different guy. Jada Marcus. Jada Marcus is, okay. Jimmy Allen, I guess, is a part of the country music uh, world, but I don't he, know who that he is. He introduced them, and then uh, the guy from Rascal Flats signed them. Have we discussed my connection to Rascal Flats? I don't think so. It's I, very, like, thin, by the way. I've never met I, the band. I do like the group. Okay, so back in the Dizay. Day. 
back in the day. Don't go dizzy on me, but Okay, back in the day before hip hop began. No, never mind. You know that song, right? Yeah, I know. Okay. I almost wanted to sing it, but I won't. Yeah. I did blindness training in Colorado. Yep. And there was a girl who used to hang out with Rascal Flats, like right before they signed their big uh, record label. Wow. To their big record label and became stars. Wow. And I remember a couple of times we were listening to the radio. I don't even remember the song because I don't know their music that well. Yeah. And their music would come on and she'd be like, they were just regular guys and other big stars. That was the one girl that you used to like, right? No. Oh. I mean, I liked her as a person. But you didn't really, you didn't want to go out with oh, her. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I think you told me about this person. But yeah, I think I remember you telling me the story a while back. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to hear that. Like, oh, I knew somebody who knew that band that signed you guys. Yeah, I, I, I like some of their stuff, actually. I don't know it well enough. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But Neon Union was super cool. Yeah. Wow. I I didn't know anything about them, un, uh, you know, until yesterday. Neither did I, really. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. And they're the first, like, biracial band in country music, is what it sounded like. Yeah, and because in country music, a lot of them would do duets with people. um, But it wasn't, you know, now they're an actual band. Yeah, country music (laughs) must be, like, super segregated, which, I mean, to me, it kind of sounds like just listening Um, to some of the stuff. I don't know that it's super segregated. I just think that maybe they didn't have any opportunities. Yeah. Because Charlie Pride, remember Charlie Pride, he was one of uh, the biggest country stars. And he um, was, I don't know if he was the, the first black country music star, but um, I heard an interview with him and he was talking about all his uh, fond memories of working with people in the country world. And that um, he didn't feel like he was segregated from anybody. I think D. Ford Forrest was the first black country star. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just from what I can remember from the Ken Burns documentary. Yeah, and I like I like some of uh, I I don't know a lot of Charlie Pride stuff from, from what I heard I liked it. Nice. Yeah. Yes. 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 Speaking of musicians, babes. Yeah. Your buddy Chris Cuomo. I don't. He's not my buddy. Okay. Would you stop? Well, he got in trouble for dead naming a musician. Uh-oh. This week, yeah. Dead naming? Yeah. You're know, saying that he was dead? Well, no, that's when you say so, uh, give somebody's name, but they change their name. Oh. And the musician got really mad at Chris Cuomo for calling them by their past name. Who was it? Kanye West. Oh. Yeah, Chris Cuomo's getting in trouble for a lot of things. It doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me at all. Because apparently Kanye just wants to be known as Ye right now. Yay or ye or whatever. Yeah, and he got mad at Chris Cuomo for dead naming him. There's a lot of people that are mad at Chris Cuomo, though. Well, well there's a lot of people who are mad at Kanye West there. J-Bo. Um, but, uh, yeah, but that con- the concert was really good. Yeah. Um, I'm really, really happy that they had um, a meet and greet because um, uh, that was cool. Yeah, it was. Cool. It was. It doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. Yay. Yes. So, let's talk about Kanye for just a minute. Why? I think he's, and I, and, and by the way, I thought this way when he was a, kind of a lefty too. I think he's basically a tantruming child at this point. And, I, and again, I felt that way for a long, long time. So, I don't know much, don't know much about the story. I, I read that 
some of his friends were saying that he didn't have he, he hasn't been sleeping very well but yeah. um and then i also read something so i i don't know where i stand on this i can't give him an opinion because i really want to know the entire story before i give my full fledged opinion but um uh oh, I, this, the, the noise is really annoying i know um but uh you know, I, I, the the whole thing about the Jewish mafia was a little, a little odd. Yeah. Um, I have to admit that, although I'm not sure if that, uh, you know, in what context that was was um, said. Uh, I also, um, you know, even Donald Trump said he was acting crazy, but I don't know. Again, like I can't really comment a lot because I don't know. I don't. I don't understand the whole story. To tell you the truth. Yeah. So he. It's not only that he's going after Jewish people. He's claiming that he is Jewish now too, um, which is odd because he was raised a Christian. Uh, but he's saying that all black people are Jews. You know that that reminds me of that um, the uh, Hebrew Israelite movement, and I think we've talked about this in private. Yeah. There's a movement going on, uh, even from uh, people that have been raised Christians or say that they're Christians, but they hold to the, um, a lot of the old Testament, um, a lot of the old Testament laws. Mm -hmm. So you've got people that are, um, some of them are kind of extreme. Like you got people that, um, celebrate Shabbat or, or I'm sorry, observe Shabbat every Saturday from sundown, sundown on to, Friday to from, from yeah. sundown to Friday to Saturday. And then you've got, um, you know, you've got, uh, people that, and it's, and it's gotten to the point where people will not celebrate birthdays or holidays. And the only reason why I say that is because, um, I know, I won't say who I'll, I know yeah, people yeah. in my own life that are, that are kind of going through this thing right now. It's, it's very strange. Yeah. Very, very strange. And he's giving, so the Chris Cuomo interview with Kanye, yeah. he gave while he was driving apparently. While Kanye was driving? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And uh, there, there's other stuff, too. Um, and again, I, th I thought he lost it a long, long, long time ago. But... So, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, yes, he had some... He did some... Uh, he, he did some pretty weird antics before. Yeah. <clears throat> before his mom died. Yeah. Um, I'm not... I Okay, so I, I'm trying to look at this subjectively because I don't understand the entire story. Um, so I'm going to uh, look up more on this because I did, I did that the other day and I still don't understand it. And I told you too, this was years ago when he came out and did that press conference with Trump. Mm -hmm. And you know, I wouldn't say this if I didn't feel that way because I'm not a Trump fan. Trump was the normal one at that press conference. <laughs> He is normal. No, but you know what I mean. Compared to Kanye West, Kanye seemed very unhinged at that press conference, and he made Trump look normal to me. Well, he's always he always okay, but Trump has always been normal. I think he knows how to keep his composure. But you know what I'm saying. Though. Yes. Um, and I I think I might have seen clips, but I I don't I don't know. I mean, but then but then a lot of people are so quick to take him off of social media too. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't I, I don't agree with that. I think that he has a right to say whatever he whatever he wants to say. Um he you know maybe maybe he'll um 
I thought for for a while that Parlor was um not in use anymore, but I guess he's thinking about buying it, which I'm not sure how that's going to work. But because Candace Owens' husband owns it, and and he's been hanging out with her, so apparently he's gonna. She doesn't own Parlor. Her husband does. Does 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 he? Yeah. Oh okay. I don't know. I I just I don't know. I can't. Uh, I don't know where I stand with him at this point. That's fair. That's I. I, I yeah, I, I'm because, up. Yeah, go ahead. Because I do respect anybody's free speech. Yeah. At, you know, even if I don't like it, okay, I can I can say that. I just, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to think until I look at the entire story because it was it's strange to me. Yeah, I respect people's free speech. But I also think we should know when somebody's having a mental issue and be aware of that. So there was a thing. I don't, you were never on the Joe Rogan message boards back in the day. I didn't know you had them. He did. And I, I was <coughs> not really on them, but I heard about this. Like, if somebody made offensive speech, apparently they wouldn't take him, them off Joe Rogan's message board. Uh-huh. But what they would do is all their posts would be in pink. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, you know that this was a person who was a little bit out there. So they wouldn't... Okay, that's good that they didn't... <clears throat> excuse me. That's <coughs> good that they didn't go and um, shadow ban them or something. But that might be a way to do it. But also, it gets a little bit tricky when you're encouraging violence against people, right? Because that is not covered by free speech. And Kanye was encouraging violence against people. Yeah, so. if, if it's illegal yeah. or if you're inciting violence for sure... You have to do something a little bit more drastic. I I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, and you cannot be on the you cannot be on um, social media platforms um, threatening to kill whoever it is. And that was what got him banned from Twitter. So <clears throat> it does get tricky. But I I don't know I I I have to I have to look into this because oh, oh. I I want to be a, a person that looks at things objectively and not just jump to conclusions. And for real, yesterday I'm thinking to myself, I wonder if I could get Kanye's attention on Twitter and get him to do this with us by phone. No. Why not? Well, because I, I, this is our thing. This is nobody else's. You wouldn't want to interview Ye? No. Uh-oh. No, I don't. Okay. I don't want to interview any celebrities, to tell you the truth. Uh-oh. Look, I know you want our podcast to be on the map, but <laughs> yes. I'm not really into the whole fame thing, to tell you the truth. That's fair. I'm, it, it's, I'm so, I'm, I'm so uh, disenchanted with it that I, I just don't want to be, I don't want to like, <laughs> look at me like, hey, I, 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 you know, I heard your podcast. No, I, I, I just, I just want this to be our thing, to nice. tell you the truth. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Yes. So something's going on with Ye. Do you think that, do you believe in dead naming? Do you think that it was good that Ye, uh, that um, Chris Cuomo? I think Cuomo's it's a little, I, I mean, I don't like Chris Cuomo yeah. anymore. Yeah. I mean, I used to think he was all right uh, when he was on ABC and now he's just, com- he's a complete lunatic. That's fair enough. Um, But. <sighs> do you think he should be shamed I for mean, dead I, naming I, I guess I guess I would have to ask a question. Did he know that Kanye was calling himself Ye or Ye? before the interview and if he did then he should know better but at the same time people have the right to say what they want yeah and it's not like he's saying anything illegal either yeah exactly you know it's it's not like 
you know, it, I mean, I don't think that um, if Prince was alive, he would get on somebody for calling him Prince when he used to be the artist formerly known as, formerly known as Prince. Yeah. So to me, there's there's degrees of this, right? So if yeah. somebody, ch- and we've had this discussion before, <laughs> if somebody changes their name, from that point forward, I'll, I will call them by the new name. And I think with Kanye, it, to be fair to him, it actually was that thing. So... I think you can refer to his old work and say, hey, this was Kanye West's yeah. work. And going forward, he wants to be called Ye. Well, it's kind but of... What? I was just going to say, but it, it, it's like the Elliot Page example. Mm. Elliot Page prefers the pronoun him. So from here on forward, I call Elliot Page him and use his preferred pronoun. But if we're referring to something like the Ellen Page movie, yeah. which I love called Hard Candy, I'll say... Ellen Page was in the movie Hard Candy, and she was really good because back then, Elliot yeah. Page. I okay. I have to disagree with you on the pronoun thing. Go ahead. And I'll tell you why. Because people are so the ones that are really pushing this. They're so sensitive. Like, why are you not calling me by my pronouns? Mm-hmm. I think it's ridiculous. Um, it's one thing if you say, you know. Could you please call me by my given name? Or not, I'm sorry, not given name, but my legal name now. It's one thing if they say, could you please call me by my legal name? And you know that already and they still won't do that. But the pronoun thing is where I draw the line. Oh. Yeah. Well, I don't. I, I, I think it's ridiculous. Oh. Yeah. I did I, Listen, is it my thing? No, but I respect people. And if I want them to respect some of the crazy shit that I do, I should have some respect for them when yeah, they do something that I don't These people should, get. yeah, but come on. I mean, these people want to push this on everybody. And Ellen Page will never be a, a, a guy. I don't care what anybody says. She's still Ellen. She may be, she may think of herself as Elliot, but she's really still Ellen. It's, it's not going to change anything. It just means that. Uh, she wants to dress up as a he and live as a he, but she wouldn't be a man anyway. Well, I hear you, but if that's the decision that Elliot Page, because going forward, that, that's the pro- pronoun that Elliot prefers, then... Yeah, but come on. You, you think, even you have to say that this has gone way, way, way too crazy. It's not a choice I would make, and I don't completely understand being transgender but by the same po- token there are people who don't understand a lot of the choices i would make so if i can't understand so i don't understand it but that doesn't mean that i can't respect somebody's choice even though it's not for me yeah i, I think this is just like I, I think this position has just gone way too crazy and woke Uh-oh. um it's just insane but i mean as far as the, the dead naming thing I kind of get it, um, and but then Chris Chris Cuomo has also put his foot in his mouth too. So well, he's put his foot in his mouth before, but you shouldn't conflate one issue with this. So yeah. just because he's done stuff where he's been an asshole before doesn't mean he was necessarily one in this case. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I mean, I I didn't hear it, so I guess I can't really comment on it either. Yeah, I could care less what. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. the the whole The whole gay thing is kind of weird. I mean, yeah. I mean, what about what about um uh Puff Puffy? Right? How many times he's changed his name? But I don't think Puffy yells at people at interviews if they call him the wrong name if it's a name that he's used before. No, I don't think he has. Yeah, but he it has. goes back to my theory that Kanye West is just a tantrum-mean child. That's what he is. He's a tantrum-mean child who's pretty good at producing beats and. 
be real. I know it's it's easy to say this now, but I've always felt this way. I've always thought that his lyrics were kind of second rate. I know. He, he said that a million times. Yeah. but he does do some great beats i'll give him that i did like just to get by by uh yeah and yay produced that and he did a great job that that was a really good song i I really like the beats i like the the harmonies he's produced a lot of stuff that i like i liked i love the blueprint album and i think he produced half of that oh wow if not more wow so he's he's good in that and did he have some songs on Benny Siegel's album? Um, was it The Truth? I don't know. I you know no Benny Siegel? You, you listen to Benny Siegel, right? I don't think so. Oh, Benny Siegel's really good. See, I told you, you. You ask me questions and I'm like, I have no idea who these people are. <laughs> Benny. Benny. Well, I still love you. Sounds Benny. familiar. The name sounds familiar, but I don't think I'm familiar with this guy. He used to be signed to Rockefeller. He did a lot of songs with Jay. Jay? Jay-Z. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're like abbreviating them. I'm like, what? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. As if they're your buddy. My buddy. <laughs> like, you have a man. All right, give me a kiss. Oh. Right. Okay, so the concert's over. Yes. We get home here. Uh, have some really yummy ice cream. Great, healthy dinner. No, it's not healthy. It was dessert. I didn't have, unfortunately, I did not um, have anything for dinner uh, for us just because I did not know you were going to come over until like very, very. We talked about the day before. The day before, though, but we never planned it. Oh, Um, yeah, you kind of you kind of sprung the tickets on. me. No, wait a second. Wait a second. I didn't know until the last minute. I, I literally called you as soon as I saw that I got the email that I got the tickets. Yeah, like I said, we didn't plan for it. Yeah. <laughs> you make it seem like I, I, it was me who was waiting to the last minute to contact you. Well, it was, it was, an, okay, I have to admit, I was under the impression that you already got the tickets before, or you already got back to the person before um, you called me, but apparently that wasn't the case. I applied to get the tickets. You applied to get the tickets. And as soon as I saw that I got the email confirmation is when I contacted you. Okay. Yeah. But, but, but. Needless to say, we didn't we didn't plan on it. No. Yeah, it just happened that way. It's a happy surprise. <laughs> happy accident. Like all the all the babies who were born during COVID, except this was a happy survi- surprise that didn't involve any shit. Cause be- what? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> what? Cause babies shit themselves. Okay, stop it. <laughs> Don't they? Well, so do you sometimes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> when you a baby, you a baby. <laughs> Oh yeah, they do, but they can't control it. But oh my goodness! But it's they, so it's so. Ah! Weird. They can't control their bowels or their bladder. Like, oh, oh, is that true? Yeah, they can't. Okay, I they, thought they, they just they didn't just, know how to. No, they 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 know how to do it eventually. Yeah. No, but I'm saying not when they're born. I just thought that no, no, not when they're born, but you know when they um learn how to eat and drink. Oh, you know what I mean. Another reason not to have a baby. <laughs> All right, give me a kiss. No. Oh, so then the, the tickle is going to keep going then. Okay, stop it. All right, give me a kiss. Give me a noise. No, give me a kiss. We got in the tickle wars. Okay, stop it. Oh, oh, my, my thing fell. All right, give me a kiss. Ah. ah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Squeeze my nose. 
It's a cute noise. Thank you there, little Jewel. Um, so we had some ice cream yeah. and um, a little bit of chocolate. The ice cream was super good. It was. I think we should have another bowl. I think. Ooh, I think we at, should too. After uh, after we um get some food. Yeah. And then we saw the last how many minutes? Like half, half an hour. hour. Of sex lies and videotape. Okay, I want to talk about this because yeah. I've got some issues with this. <laughs> I agree with you, by the way. I think we're pretty much agreed on this. Okay, I'm glad. Yes. Um, so, like we said in the uh, last episode, we couldn't give the full, uh, the full fledged um, description of the movie because 32 minutes into it. Uh, into the, the second part that's on YouTube. The sound drops. Like an hour and a half into it. Yeah. Or an hour into it, actually. And thankfully, uh, you were able to find a better copy. Yes. Okay, so I won't give away everything, but I'll give you the I'll give the basic premise. Tell me. There's this lady named Anne who's uh, played by Andy McDowell, married to John. It's Peter Gallagher. And... She is talking to her therapist about why she feels like that sex is overrated and she's kind of a sexually repressed woman, for lack of a better description. Um, and so she's in the midst of talking about this guy named Graham, who's um, John's uh, college friend. Or was it friend? Yeah, college friend. Yeah, even though at one point during the movie, Graham makes it sound like they weren't really that close. Right, exactly. Which I didn't understand. Then why would uh, the other homie let Graham back John. into his life? Yeah, if I they know. weren't close. And, why, and why, why would he let them stay at his house? Exactly. So that, that's something I didn't get. Anywho, um, Anne doesn't know this, but John is having an affair with her sister Cynthia, who's like, she's not the best person to talk to about relationships mm -hmm. because she's very, it seems like she's very promiscuous. She doesn't seem to have a moral compass, at least doesn't seem like that to me. Um, and she still keeps sleeping with her brother-in-law, even though, um, you know, that's her sister's husband. And, uh, I thought it was very interesting. So, um, so Graham moves. Uh, Graham moves out of their house. Gets an, an apartment. He's kind of a weirdo. He, he, <laughs> That's he putting seems, it lightly. Yeah, he like dressed up in this whatever getup it was, right? I forgot I, what it looked like. I don't remember that, but I'll take your word for it. But John was making fun of him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you going to a funeral? Because I guess he was wearing all black. <laughs> and he's very strange. And she, he moves into this apartment in the area. Um. Anne goes to see Graham for a little bit, and she's thinking that he's kind of odd. And so he leaves. Or she leaves, rather. Cynthia somehow finds out where Graham... I don't understand this part, because Anne didn't give her the information no. to call Graham. She just somehow figured out where his house is. So... So... Anne... Oh, oh yeah, and Anne finds out that he has a bunch of videotapes with girls' names on them and uh, finds out that, that he's these girls are talking to him about sex. She thought it was creepy. Cynthia goes over <laughs> there. He turns the camera on her. She's talking to him about 
sex because she's very open about that and for some odd reason starts to masturbate in front of in, in on camera which yeah. i thought why would you do that in front of a stranger but oh. whatever um and finds out about this she's like why would you do that that's stupid <laughs> huh. um uh, yeah uh, very stupid um and uh and then you see like i think in between um his meeting with Cynthia and and all of that, you you see him watching like um, clips of women in the seventies talking about this. No, it's right? his own home movies. Oh, his own home. I movies. I thought it was yeah. from the seventies because oh, okay. the quality is really low. But we talked about a lot of this last time too. But okay, we did. Yeah. So anyway, um, fast forward. Um, Cynthia. So I'll get to the part where uh, we kind of missed a lot of stuff um cynthia uh told john what happened with graham and <coughs> cynthia basically told him i trust graham more than i trust you because he wouldn't say anything to ann about this fast forward Anne's vacuuming finds cynthia's earring in the vacuum and realizes uh-oh my husband is sleeping with my sister. I think it was underneath the bed, but I'll take it. It was underneath the bed or whatever, and she smashes it with the vacuum, which yeah. I totally understand. Then uh, she goes to Graham's house complaining about her husband, which I'm not sure why she did that. I don't know why she couldn't just go to her therapist, but she did. <clears throat> and then uh, Graham... Uh, talks to Anne for a bit and she's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And she decides, Hey, I know what, why don't we make a videotape? <laughs> yeah. Which is really dumb. Cause I'm thinking, why would she do that? Yeah. Cause she thought he was crazy in the beginning. Yeah. And she, and then he agrees to it. So he turns on the camera and starts recording her. Uh, she's talking about, you know, uh, helping Graham with his problem. Uh, Graham is like, you don't even know, you know, you don't even know the slightest bit about me. And she also finds out about Elizabeth, which was his um, ex-girlfriend. I'm guessing. That's what it sounded like. Yeah. So then it goes back to her and John. And basically tells him that she wants out of the marriage. I don't know why she doesn't confront him about why she wants out of the marriage, but she she says that's that's it. And then um <clears throat> he watches the entire video of Graham and Ann. Then Graham then uh uh what's what's his name? Um John admits to Graham that he actually slept with Elizabeth before they had problems. Mm -hmm. And then uh, it ends with, uh, the whole thing um, ends with um, Anne going to the bar, telling her sister to call her at these times. And then he, he, she ends up with Graham at the end, which I thought was a weird ending. Yeah, and Graham destroyed all his videotapes. Yeah. I'll tell you this. I don't even, I know we talked and I said maybe I'd give it a, a six. I don't even know if I could give it that. This movie, and I told you this also last night, it feels to me like a bad Showtime movie. Because back in the day, Showtime used to do these, like, movies that they'd have on their channel with uh -huh. a little bit of sex. Uh -huh. 
Okay. And it felt like one of those. It felt like a Showtime TV movie from the 1990s. I didn't watch Showtime, so I I couldn't tell you, but it reminded me of like a really bad 80s soap opera with that was more explicit. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I, Steven Soderbergh has done really good work since then. So okay. I get why people like his stuff. Yeah. I don't get why people thought that this movie was so important. Yeah, and, and she never, conf- she doesn't really fully confront her husband like, I know you've been sleeping with my sister. Mm-hmm. She also doesn't confront her sister who she really should be upset with. Yep. Why would she tell her to call to call her? Like I thought she was going to be really angry. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't want to go to the place where she worked. Yeah. I don't get that. Um and then why would she end up with Graham? Cuz she thought she thought he was crazy in the beginning. Yeah, why not just be single? Exactly. I just and you never, you know, she you never I'm uh she never goes back to her therapist, or at least it doesn't seem like she does. No. So she's not really... I don't know. This is a weird storyline. And it's not good. It's just not a good movie. It's a waste of talent. No. Now, the lady who played Cynthia was good. Um, I thought it was really interesting in the video that she made when... Um, she was saying that I don't want to. She didn't want to think about men because that's how her sister thinks. Mm. And she's very man crazy, and her inhibitions just kind of go out the window. Oh, when she thinks about guys. Yes. And obviously, she's not selective. Otherwise, she wouldn't be sleeping with her um, with Anne's husband. <laughs> so, you know what I mean. She yeah. she was a messed up lady. She was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I can't recommend this movie. Anne doesn't even grow in the movie. No. She just like. Is reduced to what Cynthia did, except it's it's John's friend. The only one who you can make an argument that grows in this movie is Graham. Yes. And, but the growth doesn't make any sense, though. It doesn't. Like, as soon as he finds out that uh, John had sex with his girlfriend, he destroys his videotapes. I mean, what does that mean? That, like, after he had sex with Anne, then his problem was cured? Yeah. I don't get it. I don't it's not, that. like, an easy fix, because... He probably, and he even said that he used to be a pathological liar. Mm -hmm. So he could have been lying this whole entire time just to get Anne in the bed. It's just not a good movie. I I don't get the storyline. I don't get it. I don't either. And the music was so cheesy. I know. I know. (sighs) It's bad. Yeah. Not a good film. I think I would give it a six just because it has potential to be a better movie. It just wasn't. Right, but just every movie has potential to be better, even classics. I know. But I, I so I don't think just having potential is enough. Well, you me. know what I mean. I mean, I didn't think it was like the man from Earth. And I know I keep we keep uh, comparing movies to that. Cause yeah, it's really the bad. worst movie we've ever seen together. So bad. This is up there, though. <clears throat> yeah. This is probably makes the top five. Yeah, because there's yeah. this. August Rush. August Rush isn't as bad as like Saturday the 14th and this one. I'm, you know what? Yeah, because August Rush is really bad, but it had good music in it. So I'd probably say Man from Earth, Saturday 14th, then August Rush, then Fat City, and then Sex Lies. Oh, Fat City was just awful. Yeah. (laughs) Get that. (laughs) And the, and the, and Stacey Keach's, um, love interest that lady she was a nut job yeah in the movie i'm like what what is wrong with you 
But she's a nut job from the very first scene. She is a nut Where they job. meet each other. She is a nut job from the very first scene. I'm like, why would you go out with this woman? Exactly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Making dinner, and she's like, I don't like dinner. <laughs> but I think they, there's a bar scene where they meet, and she's just acting completely over-the-top crazy. Yes, yeah, she is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. They do meet in a bar or, or some kind of cafe, I think. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Yeah. It was really bad. Yes. <laughs> but then we <clears throat> saw a documentary on Tina Turner. Uh-huh. Which is really good. It was very good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I think it's just called Tina. It's an HBO thing. Yeah, as as and it was a little intense for sure, but well, we knew it was going to be intense. Yeah, this is going to sound dumb. Yeah, I had no idea that she got remarried after Ike. I didn't know either. I had no idea. I thought she was single this whole time. <laughs> I had no idea, and I also didn't know that her husband was like much younger than her. And he's Swiss, I believe. Yeah. Urban or Irvin, I forgot what his last name was. And they live in Switzerland now. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to see this ever since it was discussed on the Clubhouse um, group, Movies That Made We, about a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. I thought this was really good. It was excellent. Yeah. Excellent. And... One of the things I liked, too, was near the end of the documentary where she said that she had hate for Ike until I think it was after he, she found out that he passed away. Right. And yeah. then now and then that was it was easier for her to let go of it because he's not around anymore. I wonder what their relationship was like after the breakup because they had kids together. Did they talk at all between the mid-70s or the late-70s when they broke up. I would imagine that she found a way to contact her kids without talking to him. But Maybe. Then, but then how could she not, how could she not talk to her, her ex-husband because he had the kids? Yeah. And do, you know, what about the kids? Were they in a better spot that the, um, you know, that they were living mostly with their dad? I don't know. Because she didn't see them until, like, you know, she would she would be around. She would be gone for eight months and around for four months. Well, in fairness, that was when they were still together, yeah, and Ike was gone with her. Okay, right, right. They were on the road, right, or recording, right. Yeah. Um, I when I heard when we heard that interview with him, I forgot who interviewed him, and how they were asking him, "What did you think about when you you know you found that you found out that she was um, trying to commit suicide?" Yeah. And he, it sounded like he was in denial, like, oh, she did it for attention. And was in denial about the things that he did to her, like he, he could have killed her. Mm -hmm. He was torturing her. He would just fly off, fly off the handle for no reason. Even the people that were around them said that he would fly off the handle. And he was hard to work with. Yeah, and not to excuse it, but he did have a very rough childhood. Yeah. Which is kind of hard to contextualize. It is. Today. But that also doesn't make what he did to Tina Turner right. And she came from a bad family, too. Her mom didn't really feel any pride for Tina until she became a music star, it sounded like. Right. And then the fact that both of the parents abandoned her and her siblings. Mm -hmm. The mom, the dad left, and then the mom left. 
and she saw abuse in the family and the fact that that she and her siblings were left with the with a cousin yeah i'm like why would you leave your child there no explanation you never come back yeah and she said she never came back so two broken people were together and it's it's not always a good thing no but and it's it sounded to me like she had to she had to create that love that she never had yeah exactly but she was able to survive it she, she was and a lot of people would have completely just shut down and isolated themselves and not done anything for themselves but she she worked really hard for what she had what would you rate this movie oh i i give it a i give it an eight or maybe even an eight and a half i would give it an eight yeah i, I definitely would it was a really good documentary and i thought it was bittersweet because they showed um this lady that was in tina turner the musical i think it was yeah and um she gives tina a hug because she was the one that was playing her i like that angela bassett was a part of the uh the documentary talking about how she played tina mm -hmm. i think she got an academy award for it i don't know I think. she was at least nominated i don't yeah. know if she won yeah but i heard that she was um that people thought she was really good as tina um I like the, uh, and there were some interesting scenes too. Like I like the part where um, she was meeting with that British um, guy that was working on her beats, on her uh, music, and she didn't like uh, what Slub got to do with it. Yeah, they talked to him. Yeah. in the documentary. Yeah, what I thought, what I had to, I, I laughed at this part where um, she meets Irvin. Yeah, and Irvin was driving her, and <laughs> he. He found out that she liked him, and she said, "Hey, uh, when you get back to LA, I want you to make love to me." And he was like, "She's." He's looking at her like, "What?" <laughs> and he, she was laughing because she's like, "I don't think he believed that I would tell him that, but it was true." Nice. Um. So and I and I and I like that she was able to have a sense of humor about a lot of things. Yeah. She could have completely been the most bitter person and the most awful person to be around. Well, I have a, a very dark sense of humor. And one of the things I find kind of funny, even though you're not supposed to probably <laughs> is so Ike beats her, she leaves him. And <clears throat> then she does an interview with people magazine yeah. going through everything. This is about five years later. And she thinks, okay, this is the last, I only have to tell the story <laughs> once and it'll be over. Yeah. And meanwhile, it became like something that in some ways eclipse the rest of her career exactly yeah. but but i think she eventually came to grips like it had to be said even though i don't want to remember it yeah like everybody's like okay tell me again how i used to beat you yeah and then she's like i just wanted to you know she didn't she at, at times she would get tired of oh why do i have to talk about this again yeah but women have to know that because if a woman is going through something like that what kind of a you know by um who could be the best example of that? And that was Tina Turner at the time. Yeah. Even Biggie talked about it in the song. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. On his first album, Ready to Die, I think he mentions it. Uh, yeah. I won't say the lyric because Alana doesn't want me to. But Because I'll be hearing the entire song. <laughs> and I'd like to, you know, not hear the entire thing. But um, it, the fact that 
Ike had a lot of control and she said that July 4th Independence Day was the day that she really had her freedom because mm-hmm. that's when she left him. Yeah. And she was like, I'm not going to go back to this again. And I, um, I respect myself a lot more than to be in a relationship where I have no control over anything. Yeah. And how she, she I, it sounds to me like she, um, that was the one time she hit him, but I think she did it more than once because I heard that they would arrive on stage and they would all be, they would, both of them would Yeah, be it wasn't just her. Yeah. The both of them would be bloody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good documentary. It wasn't just that one time. Yeah. Would you recommend this to your family? And if so, how do you sell it to them? I think they would watch it even if I didn't sell it to them. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if... I don't know how many documentaries that my family has watched, but I would imagine that this one would be a really good one for them to watch. Yeah. Really says a lot about Tina Turner. Nice. I have have more of an appreciation for her now than I ever did because I didn't, I've heard about her relationship with Ike Turner, but never knew to what extent he would hurt her and torture her. And how her kids were affected. Like when Ronnie was talking about something that he remembered when he was very young. Yeah. And he just, he it just made him tear up. When uh, Ike threw coffee at yeah. Tina. Yeah. And he only, he only apologized for, apologized for the third degree burn, but not anything else. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed like he, granted it's, it, he was made to be very heartless. Because even in the interview about the suicide attempt, he didn't seem to care that she almost killed herself. Yeah. It was like, oh, she did it for attention. But I did a, you know, she wasn't happy with what I did. Well, yeah, she was being tortured every day, you know, for no reason. So, but when she got her freedom, she took full advantage of it. She did. Yeah. I've never seen What's Love Got to Do With It. No, I haven't either. I don't know if I want to, to tell you the truth. That's fair. We Maybe one day we'll do a biopic weekend, but not now. No. Oh. I don't know if I want to see it because I heard about it before it came out. Yeah. And I think it was 93. Yeah. I remember when it came out. Yeah, I didn't see it. Oh. But but I, I've been hearing that it was good, but there were, I don't know. Every time I think about like watching a um, movie, movies that tackle abuse, um. I tend to not watch them. That's It's just hard. Yeah. And do I really need to see Morpheus slap somebody? Huh? Do I really need to see Morpheus slap somebody? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even if Angela Bassett did a very good um, portrayal of Tina Turner. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know if I could watch it. That's fair. I mean, given the time that I watched the um, one about the former Miss America from Hawaii... Uh, Carolyn Sapp and how many times I cried during the movie I don't think I could watch this one but you were like three when you saw that I was 12 okay I was in 6th grade and it was a TV movie too it it still was it, 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 yeah I didn't like it I, I it was very very uh, hard for me to watch you're like it's time to cry sorry babes you're making know. fun of me no bro. I want to give me a kiss I, I cried like five times and I don't cry very often okay good Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. What am I going to do with you? You're going to take everything I say as the gospel truth. No. So you keep saying, what are you, I'm, I'm going to do with you? And I keep telling you what you should do with me. 
Yeah, but it doesn't make any sense because you're not always correct. I'm correct, boy. No. Okay, no Okay, what else? Oh, what else? Did you read anything this week, babes? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I got back into the book, and uh, now we're introduced to Daisy... Not Daisy, uh, I'm sorry. Um, Sadie uh, Dunhill uh, slash Clayton. Sadie Dunhill Clayton, yes. And she's the newest faculty member um, in, the, uh, in the school mm -hmm. district. And she, um, what's, her, what's her name? <clears throat> um, Mimi Corcoran picked her out before her uh, untimely death, which I guess might have been the morning of uh, the day that they were supposed to, um, her and her new husband was supposed to go to Mexico. Deke uh, Slayton. Deke Simmons. Simmons. Yes. Yes. There is a character in Saved by the Bell named Deke Simmons. Oh. oh. Yeah. Nice. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, Mimi dies, but we don't exactly know what she dies of. I'm guessing it might have been cancer. But yeah, that's what know. it sounds like. Yeah. I'm, and you seem to still be enjoying the book. Yes. Oh, good. Yeah, so we'll, ha we'll see what happens between George, a.k.a. Jake, and Sadie. Sadie. I read Dilla Time, which is a biography of Jay Dilla. He seems uh -huh. super interested, I can tell, by the yawning. Written. That's okay. Written by the dude who wrote a book that I loved reading years ago called The Big Payback, A History of the Business of Rap Music. Mm -hmm. And when I found out that he wrote it, I'm like, oh, this is going to be interesting. It really was. Mm -hmm. It connects a lot of musical dots because Jay Dilla is from Detroit. I didn't know this, but I guess I should have. He knew a lot of people from D12. Um, and they, they talk about how... Like in 95, I want to say, before Jay Dilla was, you know, famous and before Eminem really blew up, Jay Dilla was giving an interview on a local Detroit radio station and he like shakes Eminem's hand during the interview because oh. I guess Eminem came into the studio. Oh, wow. Um, it's weird. Like when I think Eminem, I just think somebody who like never listens to underground rap music. Uh-huh. And doesn't know that scene at all. But, like, he had Gangstar on the soundtrack to his movie. Oh, well. Um, I heard a rumor that once he opened up for Gangstar. So, and he, I remember hearing a freestyle where he gave a shout out to Wordsworth and Thurston Howell. So, he, he, he obviously grew up in that scene. And knows it. I mean, came up in that scene. I, I'm not not to mean that Thur he's like Thurston Howell is a character on Gilligan's Island. He was also an underground rapper. Okay, was it Thurston Howell the third? I don't know. And he did Skeleton's Island, the album, which is actually pretty Skeleton's good. Island. Yeah, it's actually a decent album. Oh. And Eminem also gave a shout out to Master Ace once, so he knows he knows his fair share of underground stuff. I bet. Um, the book is really powerful. I liked it a lot, and it's unfortunate that Jay Dilla died when he he was so young. They talk a lot about how old is he now? Well, he died when he was thirty two. That's so so of young. a blood disease. Wow. They talk a lot in the book about his relationship with Q Tip. Oh, really? Yeah, because Q Tip kind of discovered him, and apparently he was the first outside producer who worked on a, a tribe called Quest album, and he produced okay. six songs for them. Oh, wow! And Q-Tip remained friends with them, but they had their issues. Yeah. It's a, it's a very good book. Oh, wow. If you like 
rap, especially the 90s, early 2000s mm-hmm. stuff, as I obviously am a huge obsessive fan of, right, right. you will enjoy this book. Oh, wow. I, I highly recommend Dilla Time. Oh, wow. Speaking of A Tribe Called Quest, the author wrote a book about cooking that I read right after this. Really? And he it mentions Jairobi. Mm-hmm. who is kind of like the fourth member of A Tribe Called Quest. You know what? what? That's a documentary. We are talking about doing another documentary night next uh-huh. weekend. That's a documentary we might want to watch, Beats, Rhymes, and Life, Journeys of a Tribe Called Quest. It's one that um, Michael Rappaport made. That's a possibility. Yeah. And Jairobi, after he left the group, went into cooking. For years, apparently, he was a fast cook. But he wasn't necessarily the most skilled chef. And eventually people stopped caring that he was a member of this great rap group. Mm-hmm. And actually started yelling at him and saying, this is what you can do, right? Oh, wow. And he became better at cooking. Wow. The entire book is not about him, but he's mentioned in the book. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's what I've been reading this week. Okay. And I started another book called Low Life, which I haven't finished yet, but I'm really digging it. And it's basically about New York from... Like the 1840 until 1920. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's about me there. Jaywall. Jaywall. So we wrap this up and order some grub. Okay. Okay, but first I'm going to need a kiss. And I didn't have any dreams. Okay. Oh, wait, did I? Oh, wait, I did have a couple dreams. All right. It's like 1230. So I understand. I I think I'll I'll talk about a couple of dreams. Uh, one of the dreams I had was that I went to a church and I was getting ready to go home and I couldn't, (laughs) I, I, for some reason I wasn't able to check the status of the ride that was coming to get me, but I eventually got through and that was it. And then I had a dream that, um, I went to, uh, a local place here in Portland and somebody introduced me to a couple of dogs. Nice. And that was it. Well, good. Very good, babes. We're going to go and see The Who tonight, which I'm very excited about. I'm very excited about that. Yes. Yeah. Very good, babes. Okay. Why, right, babes, give me a kiss and we'll oh. wrap this up. Okay. Right. Why are you talking like that, bub? I don't know. <gasps> mm. My goodness. All right, let's go and get some grub and bye-bye for now. And we're going to see The Who. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.